confidence at an all-time high. Oh, baby. Get up a little feet, right? Get up a little Oh, baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports by the Most podcast. And if you're listening to this right now, we already had our second one out previewing the conference championship. So we're not going to spend any time necessarily talking about a preview, winning, loss. We'll get through all that next week. But we are going to hit a lot of different hot topics. It's usually part of our original podcast. But um, since we kind of just wanted to keep it all in one, we, we're going to split it up and make it a little bit different this time. So we got a list of some hot topics. We're going to hit some NFL. We're going to hit some um, going to hit some baseball. We're going to even hit some college basketball. We're going to hit a little bit of everything this time. So if you like all those different things, hopefully you'll enjoy what we got to talk about today. So fingers crossed our NFL picks go the way we said they were going to. And now let's start with probably, of course, the hottest topic in sports right now, Tom Brady. I mean, I think he almost is... <laughs> taking over the spotlight from the games this week. But yeah. um, as you're listening to this today. <laughs> well, Big ben, Big Ben's announcement went in the back. Yeah, right that the, was kind of odd. We've got to talk about that one, too. So let's the, talk actually about shadows that. shadows of Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, not that he officially announced it, but they're expecting it. All right. So anybody who's listening right now, we're, we're taping this on January 30th. So um, it's a Sunday afternoon, and all these different news stories broke yesterday, exactly 24 hours ago, that Tom Brady was retiring. From the NFL, and almost instantly—I shouldn't say instantly—a couple hours later, his agent sent out a message saying that nothing's been determined. And then later on in the evening, his dad sent out a message basically reiterating the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now there's all these rumors that whoever spilled the beans did it um, to try to save Tampa Bay some money because Brady gets this 15 million dollars or something this coming Friday if he's still part of the team. I. I I didn't really look into a ton of it, but you know how these rumors are right now. So basically, we don't know where we're at at all, except for the fact that probably the greatest NFL player of all time is is probably going to retire. Yeah, I think that's... I would be absolutely shocked if he like went back on that. I, I, think, I'm not, I don't think it's the biggest surprise that he was going to retire. I, there were some rumors and some noise about him potentially retiring, and then they obviously lost that game last weekend. So, so here's the thing, question I have. <clears throat> so, like, I mean, if I had to tell a secret right now, and I told you, I mean, like, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, like, he's got this inner circle. Mm-hmm. Apparently his inner circle released this information to somebody, then Adam Schefter and all this kind of stuff. Like, how close are you really if you're if you're spilling the beans about such big news? Like, I don't understand how this stuff gets out. Like, if Tom Brady wants to retire, just release a statement and be done with it. I get it. He wants to go out on his own terms. I understand that. But again, I'm sure his inner circle is pretty darn tight. And to know that yeah. somebody within that inner circle then released it, I don't. But this seems to happen all the time. Yeah. And usually, though, it's for a reason, right? Because a coach Rumors wants to make more out. money or something like that. I, this has there, there's no benefit to this getting out early. So the question mm-hmm. is, what kind of inner circle does he have? And number two, it just is throwing it out there. Is it or, I mean, did he do it purposely? Maybe to see what people's reaction would be. I mean, I, he doesn't need money. We know yeah, that. No, um, need money. So what in the world would it just be? Just to kind of let everyone know, yes or no, or what's going on? I I don't quite get it, but I don't know. I it's I just think about this: an NFL without Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people have don't even remember what that might be like. Yeah, he's been in the NFL for almost every waking moment of my life. 
So it'll be definitely different without his his face in there. It'd be weird without Big Ben. Um, and then obviously, I mean, um, Drew Brees retired last year. I mean, that's another player that you just kind of, it's just weird when right. you've grown accustomed to somebody like that, especially Tom Brady. I mean, 22 years is kind of unbelievable. Tell you what, though, that picture of him with all those Super Bowl rings is still, I think, one of the best oh, yeah. pictures. And it's kind of funny to see the, <laughs> the rings on his fingers because the NFL, the, the Super Bowl rings have changed so much right. from from the beginning to now and even when he had his first one. I mean, it's just they have changed so much. They're not rings. Those things are like having a huge rock on your hand. That's like having a boulder on your finger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet you he puts on a few pounds and he yeah. puts all those on. <laughs> so the question is, what benefits, what what would be a reason for him to come back? So he's already the greatest player of all time. The Super Bowls. <clears throat> Rain Super Bowl, has more Super Bowls right. than any franchise in the NFL. <laughs> so I, I think that speaks volumes and just – so he must yeah. really believe in his heart of hearts. I know he talked about his family. He talks about Giselle not wanting to see him get hit. Tom Brady's the least hit quarterback in the NFL. Okay, yeah. so let's start with that. And he has been over his whole career, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like they've changed rules because of Tom Brady, right? Like yeah. the tuck rule. The tuck I mean, rule, let's be honest with you. I mean, this man has defined football. I think mm-hmm. because of him, the NFL quarterback situation, the way they yeah. call fouls and hitting mm-hmm. flags has changed because of Tom Brady. So, I mean... I know he's getting hit a little more, and listen, I've never been hit in my life, and I don't ever want to be hit in my life, and I'm sure as he's getting older, it's even worse. But so that, I mean, come on, that that was a cheesy excuse for him really yeah. to say, to be honest with you. But, I mean, he must truly believe then he, that Tampa Bay does not have a chance to, to win yeah. a Super Bowl. Because well, I think why, why wouldn't he have retired after last year? I think it's just because they, I think everyone expected them to have a very good chance to win the Super Bowl again this year. And so, I, I guess the only thing I can think of is, you know, he, he sees – injuries, um, and just the fact that in an NFL season, anything can happen and maybe mm-hmm. just don't want to keep pressing your luck, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's probably time to go out. And and I think also, I don't think the Antonio Brown situation helped any yeah. either. You know, they talked about the fact that Brady obviously was comfortable with Brown. He's the one that convinced Arians to bring him to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And then Brown goes out and embarrasses it, the, the whole organization embarrasses himself, embarrasses Tom Brady because mm-hmm. basically he the stories are true. I mean, he was you know telling Brady you know he's thrown his boy and not him. I mean that that's all true. I mean mm-hmm. so the bottom line is I wonder if that I think still had to play a little bit of an ego hit on Brady. I mean it's kind of like the one mistake he made in his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I know again not just retired because of one person, but I'm just saying I think all these little things have begun to add yeah. up. And then, obviously, like we said, he's got more money than anybody. He loves to golf. He lives in Florida now. He's got a wife. He's got his kids. It's probably his time. And yeah, I mean, I, he's done. A, he's forty four years old. I mean, I don't know. I don't see him being like a NFL commentator or anything no, like that. Do you? I, 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 think, I, think, I think he's going to walk away yeah. from the game and be gone. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know. Maybe in ten years he'll show up again. But I just think oh, yeah, I think he's gone. he's done. I think he just wants to walk away, go off into the sunset. But you're right. Why not do it last year? I mean, F yeah, the, the, I think the, the reason stars why, aligned. Yeah. Well, yeah, winning. But then I think sometimes when you win, you feel like you can do it again. Why not, you know, go for it one more time? And I think he and everyone else thought they had a chance to win another Super Bowl, so he just came back. And I, I think I think everyone in the organization knew it was once this season was over, the 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 party was the party was over. And let's talk about that for a second, because you brought up an awesome point about Ben Roethlisberger. 
there's a man that I think, as time goes on, will probably be appreciated more. Mm-hmm. I felt like I every he went year, a year or two, probably far longer than he should have right. um, in the NFL to I mean, go out. You know, more not obviously in his prime, but to go out closer to the top than the way he did. I feel like out. he's the Phil Mickelson though of golf. Like, imagine what his career could have been like without living in the shadows of Tom Brady. Yeah. Just like Bill That's without true. Tiger. Yeah. I mean, Ben was, I think, one of the toughest nose players. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of, obviously, a lot of issues in his life. Some mm-hmm. not good, obviously. Lots of accusations mm-hmm. and some stories out there that are not so pleasant. But he survived them all, got in the motorcycle accident. I think he was kind of never the same after that. But he was gritty. I mean, he was, to me, what Pittsburgh's all about, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's going to go out there half dead and, <laughs> and give everything he got. Yeah. And I don't know if because he lived in the in the Brady, Manning oh, yeah, think era Drew, that Breeze, he got Manning, the got Brady, the publicity I mean, he should have. Yeah, I mean he's a, he was a great quarterback. Yeah, maybe they should have won more. Yeah, but again, I usually a man named Brady got in his way. Well, I mean, yeah, what I mean, else can just, you do? I don't really think there's anything to be ashamed of in his career. I mean, never he never had a losing season. Yeah, in his I time mean. with Pittsburgh. So I mean, that's something to be. And I mean, they were and relatively like put up with the Antonio Brown. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, like that. I I saw that one joke about how Mike Tomlin must have a great therapist because he had to deal with Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> Antonio Brown, Chase Claypool, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Not that Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool are as bad, but I mean, Antonio Brown keeping him in the in the light for as long as he was with the Steelers, and then Le'Veon Bell. I mean, both guys that I mean ruined their careers because of. Just stupid decisions. What's scary, though, for the Pittsburgh organization, a a, a franchise, is that obviously revered in football, and we talked about this in the last podcast. You got two of those quarterbacks in the AFC, and they got Mason Rudolph. They don't have anyone. They don't have a realistic option right now. No, I mean, it's, it's, that's the scary. I don't know where they're going to go. I I basically, everyone's talking about them maybe drafting the pit quarterback. He worked in the facilities yeah. there, I heard, over the this past week, all the rumors. You know, so the Pittsburgh coaching staff knows him well. They've mm-hmm. met him before. Um, so you wonder if that's where they're going to go. But, I mean, I don't. I, I guess I didn't watch enough Pitt football um, this year, but I, I think based on the competition at quarterback, Pittsburgh's got kind of a long way to go. They got the weapons. We know yeah. that on offense. They need to build that offensive line yeah. back up. They got always a great defense, but I think Ben Roethlisberger is definitely going to be a person to miss. And I think next year you're going to see Pittsburgh fans look and say, it's been nice to have Ben back there. Yeah. Um, I just think that organization's probably kind of at a turning point. Yeah, yeah, they've been so good for so long. They've only won two Super Bowls in the last 20 years, but, I mean, yeah. two Super Bowls is still two more <laughs> super, two more playoff wins than the Lions have in the last ask Jerry Jones how much he wishes he had yeah, that in the yeah. last 10 years or 20 years yeah, I mean so. um, there's a man that I sure would love that so um, it's great we did get to mention Ben because he's we're from obviously Northwest Ohio Southeast Michigan I mean we're right from we're only an hour away yeah, from, from Finley. Finley some nice golf we used to play there so it's great to be able to um, see somebody from Ohio um yeah, Miami um, of Ohio too. Yeah, I mean so, he's uh, he's Mac, a Mac first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean he he From gave his heart day. and soul. Yeah. So it's good to talk about him, and obviously Tom Brady is going to take over every conversation. But it'll be interesting when we tape the podcast next week if we're kind of got some clarification or oh, I would assume by the next week we'll find out. I guess so. They said within the next few days they expected like the official announcement. 
All I know is I wouldn't want to be the person that leaked that story to Brady. You probably aren't going to be friends with them much longer. So probably <laughs> won't be in the inner circle anymore. <laughs> I think that inner circle. I think circle. it's safe to say that you're no longer in the inner circle. Yeah, I think you might be out. Um, <laughs> all right, so now that brings us to, oh, my gosh. So we went on a rant um, in our first podcast about the Cowboys. The second most talked about topic in the NFL, of course, is Aaron Rodgers. We mentioned it for a brief moment in the previous podcast. But his future. So let's face it. We all know the offensive coordinator is off to Denver. Lost another um, offensive coach in Green Bay. So they're rebuilding that entire offensive mm-hmm. staff. Um, we already know what's going on with Devontae Adams. I mean, I think um, Brett Favre, Brett Favre him, oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers already sent in a telecast that Adams does not want to be franchise tagged. Um, that we're going to have ourselves some issues if that ends up happening. So, and he already said, I mean, basically he wants Adams to go where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Adams is going to Denver. They got enough offensive weapons that they've kind of sealed up a lot of young talent. So I don't, can't imagine him going there, but, um, what is going to, what is going on with him now? I don't know what to say about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, like I said in the last one, he's just been a diva. I mean, there's just been stories and. I mean, over the summer when he was playing in that one, uh, when he played with DeChambeau, Tom Brady, and <laughs> yeah. who was Phil. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was he was more focused on that, and no one even knew if he was going to play with the Packers. And Jeopardy. Month. He goes to Jeopardy. Oh, and Jeopardy. He was focused on that. He had about 15 different jobs, and <laughs> I think the fifth, the 15th on the list was the Packers quarterback. Uh-huh. So. And the crazy thing is when he did the Jeopardy thing, like, people, like, loved him. They thought he was great. They wanted him on there, and – you know, now he's being critical of everybody saying that because of the whole COVID thing and the vaccine thing that everybody wanted him to lose and whatever. I mean, he, again, we said this last podcast, he made his bed. He needs to lay in it. I mean, yeah. it's just as simple as that. I mean, again, you can, whatever, we're not worried about the COVID and everything, vaccine and all that story. But I'm just saying, again, he just has kind of just made a mess of it. Yeah. And if this was Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown, we'd be CT beating them up. Way, baby. Yeah, we'd be beating them up like crazy. So he deserves to get beat up just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's acting like he's being villainized. Well, all these other guys who do these things too. Well, are, he's just are done the same. so many things he didn't have to do. I mean, he's just been a diva. There's no it's, other way to put it. He's been, not that he's a team cancer, but like I just feel like if he if he would have just played and kept his mouth shut, I think I think Green Bay would be in a much better situation. Like, I don't know. I, I the question is, and again, I you know my feelings about Green Bay. Good luck to them. If, he leaves, though, because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't know. If he leaves, Adams is leaving. Yeah, so I mean, franchise, if he leaves, I'm assuming Adams is a huge issue. Um, and then who else do you got? I mean, yeah. that, you, you, you don't you, have your quarterback. You don't have the best receiver, in, arguably, in football. I mean, arguably, I'm not going to say that Aaron Rodgers isn't the best or he is the best but in, in, in the position that he plays, but he's damn near the top. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, he hasn't been able to show much of the playoffs recently, but. <laughs> Still, I mean, you gotta. Can you imagine talent, that yes. division in football? If Aaron Rodgers is gone, It'll and be you have joke. those four teams, uh, we, we laugh at the NFC East, but holy smokes! I mean, the Detroit Lions might become the favor <laughs> in that division. I know everyone's gonna say, "No, it's Minnesota. It's Minnesota." I, I wouldn't trust Minnesota with someone else's life. I mean, they're just—they're so. I don't know. It might be the Detroit Lions. Honestly, it's crazy. But again, I. I I don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring. I think he's going to go. 
Um, I just think that's in his DNA. He wants mm-hmm. to, to drag this out. He wants to go somewhere. He, I don't think it's going to be in Green Bay. Oh, yeah, I don't think um, he'd be in Green Bay anymore. I don't know. I can't imagine after what he's done. And the question is... And for, I don't think, and, and I, I don't, honestly, somewhat... I mean, obviously, the fans want him there because they want to have a good team. But I think at, some, at the same point, I think they're somewhat, like, wouldn't be as hurt if he left. Yeah, I if he wasn't back, just I because think it's just time is time. Yeah, I mean he's his yeah he's run his course there and he's. But the bigger question stuff. is, Aaron Rodgers wants to get traded. As an NFL franchise, I mean you don't know how many more years he has left, yeah. and I mean you're probably going to give up what what am I hearing like three first round picks? I mean that's crazy to give up for Aaron Rodgers, who's yeah. on the, again. Competitive wise, football wise, he's still as good as anyone. Maybe go to Tampa, but if Tom Brady's officially retired. I don't know. You know, they've taught Tampa. They talked about potentially the Saints, but the Saints have absolutely, I guess, no cap space. They're in trouble with everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where who's going to give up everything. You know, do you trade maybe Jimmy G? Get him out in San Francisco. You know, everyone says he wants to go back to California, where he's from. I mean, honestly, it'd be great to see him in Pittsburgh. I mean, that would be an interesting. Yeah. Place for well, him. There's to a, end few, up. a few places, like I said, but Tampa. Who's I mean, if he goes him, there, who's going to give him all that? Yeah. Tampa Bay needs more than just him. They need to rebuild a lot of spaces, too. If everybody, I don't know. I just think, um, uh, I don't think he's leaving. I I just wonder. I, we probably we did the over under on the sacks of Burrow. We should do like the over under of how soon this is going to get taken care of. Is it going to be mm-hmm. July? He says it's not going to. He says it's going to be a quicker, you know, process this year. But you just wonder. And to be honest with you, as a franchise, I don't know why Green Bay would want to be held hostage anymore by Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I mean, again, I know the fan base probably won't be happy because, again, they're going to be competing head-to-head with the Lions then, talent-wise. But on the flip side, I think it's, they should just start over, and I think yeah. they'd all be good for the better going forward. So, well, the quicker the decisions made, the, the, the more time they have to make that plan to rebuild. i got to believe by the NFL draft that, by April, they're not going to let it drag on like they yeah. did this summer. I can't imagine. <clears throat> I mean, that's just, it's ridiculous if that's the way they want to go. So, I don't you know. You just got to grow a pair and stand up to the man. It's time. I mean, yeah. again, it, it's soap opera city. Again, mm-hmm. we can criticize a lot of NFL players. They all get criticized for being divas and all the things they do. But he has become the biggest of them all. And um, anybody who tells you otherwise is lying. So, that's just the way it is. And um, we talked about this in the first podcast about all these NFL coaching jobs. They're finally kind of getting taken. Um, we see on the bottom of the screen, it says breaking news that Josh McDaniels is going to go to Las Vegas. Um, we just joked, like, should we mention it in here? Because is it is it a for sure thing? Yeah, well, hell, in three weeks, he might quit anyways. That's yeah. what he did already once, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll take your job, and three weeks later, says I'm not. So, I mean, yeah, he, he might have already revoked his yeah. um, signature as yeah. of two minutes ago. So. Probably signs of the pencil. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. I mean, so they don't got to waste more paper. I mean, it's it's one of those things where he's already had a chance. It didn't work out. Um, and then, of course, he goes back to New England. Then he gets hired. Where was it? In Indianapolis, right? Wasn't it Indianapolis where then he backed out of the I, yeah. contract? Mm-hmm. And now here he goes. I mean, obviously – he sees maybe some writing on the wall in New England, maybe, and wants to finally, you know, he's a hot. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they let's be honest with you, his name is because of Tom Brady, who we talked yeah. about earlier. But um, even though, I mean, they, they definitely, I think, surprised and surpassed what people's expectations were of the Patriots. Well, yeah, they got flattened by the Bills. I didn't expect them to get destroyed the way they did, but to do what they did, I, I was definitely surprised 
um, sometimes offensively. But let me tell you why he took that job. How many NFL coaches get hired to a team that made the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, think about it. He is walking into a playoff-led team. Now, I, you can say what you want about Derek Carr. I mean, he's hot or cold. You never know. Yeah, but I they got pieces in Oakland, I think. Um, they're a solid team. It's not like he's walking into a, a Chicago Bear organization where you just don't know what's going on there. I mean, he's walking or, I mean, you can name a couple more. But he's actually, yeah, you, but you know, he's walking into a really good place. I mean, as good as you can think of, yeah. right? I mean, so mm-hmm. I think that. And he's probably the mind that they need because I feel like I mean I've had Josh Jacobs on my fantasy football team. I've had Darren Waller, um, not Derek Carr, but um, just their offense is so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he might be the guy that they need as a head coach. The way his, you know, the way he is as a coach is offensively minded, not a defensive minded head coach. So I don't know if that'll be a good fit or not. I mean, I could be completely wrong. They might go on 16 next year somehow <laughs> because I said that it might be the good fit. But I, I maybe he is the guy that they kind of need to be young, a little younger, not old school and an offensive minded guy. Because I mean, Josh Jacobs is a great running back. Derek Carr, he's, you know, he's a solid quarterback. Definitely not in the lower half. He's not a game manager. I would disagree with that. Yeah, no, I think. So. I think he's got a good player. He's got a great um, tight end in Darren Waller uh, when he's healthy. Um, they had a pretty good receiver until he made a bad yeah. decision, a poor decision. Um, so he's obviously not a part of the uh, organization any longer. But, um, yeah, I think that they're definitely not a bad team. I just think offensively, like, if they could just take it to the next level, I think, without question, they could be a, a competitor. He's going to have to be, though, a hard-nosed coach and – Obviously, he learned from Belichick, but you mentioned it. I mean, there have been some horrible situations that have taken place in Oakland, in Las Vegas. I mean, uh, criminals. I mean, it's 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 embarrassing and and it's tragic what what some of the things have gone on in in Las Vegas. And again, I think we even just think of that mindset of Las Vegas, like the whole city itself. So, I mean, he's going to have to be, I think, pretty hard nosed, strong. And, and be a, you know, he, he he's going to have a lot of work on his hands, although he's walking into probably the best situation of any of the openings. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's probably good for him to, I mean, he, I mean, not, like I said, not to, that Derek Carr isn't a great quarterback, but I mean, among some of the coaches that have walked into an organization, he's walking into an organization with a guy that's been there for a while, and he's a veteran quarterback, really. Right. So, I mean, it's not like he's got to work with a, young quarterback that he's got to just kind of suffer with for a little while before he develops him. So so hopefully, like I said, you never know. Um, of course, then Sean Payton has, yep. quote-unquote, retired for the year, but you know he'll be back next year, which leaves a huge opening now in New Orleans, which to me is still not that attractive. I don't care if Jameis Winston's back oh, no. or however that works. I don't think works. that's attractive enough. I don't, so. I don't think that's a great opening. Yeah. And now the question is where I Sean's going to go next year. for so long. I mean... Makes coaching a little bit easier and probably a little more fun having a guy like that under center in your most important position, your coach on the field. So, I mean, I think they, I think he did a hell of a job with what he had this year. I mean, they went through like five different quarterbacks this year. I mean, you had Trevor Simeon, you had Jameis, you had Ian Book, Taysom Hill. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there is any more. It's but, been a, it's I mean, been that's, a carousel, that's, that's tough sure, to coach though. when you're when you don't even know who's going to be under center right, every so. every week by week. He's going to be the hottest name out there. Um, 
next year, obviously, he, he will be coaching again. You know, we already heard, you know, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. And, you know, we don't talk about Dallas on the show, so we're not going into that. Um, and, of course, Dallas, never heard of him. Yep, exactly. I mean, whatever. So, and again, we love the rumors we hear now. We talked about this in the very first podcast. We know what we're talking about here, folks. We've got the Jim Harbaugh story again. Now he's going to interview with Minnesota again. Look at Jim Harbaugh's record at Michigan. Look at Jim Harbaugh's record with the 49ers. Look at his record with Stanford. You'd be crazy not to want him as a coach. I just still don't believe he's going to leave his alma mater to to go to Minnesota. I mean, Dalvin Cook, yeah, everyone loves Dalvin Cook. Um, But that quarterback situation, I don't think is pretty. I just can't imagine them actually going down there. Um, going up to Minnesota, just it would be a shocker if you ask me. Yeah, as a touch in the Jim Harbaugh, um, I, I agree with you completely that that would be a definite shocker to the system for me, at least being a Michigan fan to see him go. But at the same time, I guess I don't. I'm not on the inside knowing what's going on with the administration and why it's not like. I mean, I don't understand why he wouldn't be. So was that the story because of the administration? I thought I thought these things got taken care of. They. Oh, I have the, no idea. What, I mean, isn't that the rumor? I mean, they fire the yeah. president. They got an NIL deal, I thought. Like, I, I guess I don't understand what's going That's, on. I, I don't understand it either. I don't understand why this is such a – why this is still going on. I don't understand it at all. I mean, the question but He's is, going out and recruiting and doing all this stuff. Saying, so the question and is – And why is he interviewing? I don't is it like it. a dirty tactic like the coaches do in – Yeah, I think it's just like kind of leverage. I think that's what it is. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I still don't think there's any snowball's chance in hell that he's not going to be back at Michigan. I just don't believe it. But, yeah. same time, I mean – I'm not, on his, I'm not in his inner circle to share his rumors. The so. good thing is we're going to be taping a podcast later <coughs> Wednesday or Thursday or something this week, and maybe we'll have more clarification yeah. because, I mean. It's been going on way too long. It, it's just, but we talked about this in the first one. This is what was going to happen. So, anyway, so ton of other coaching hires. We'll hit the most important ones, I guess, in our mind. So, other than that, I think we've wrapped up our NFL talk for the week. Um, and now we're going to talk a little baseball. It's not quite baseball weather outside no, right now. No, not quite yet. Um, got about two uh, months we, till about opening day. Yeah, we don't even know if there'll be an opening day since baseball's still on strike. Yeah, I, guess. I, yeah, I don't get that. I either. don't know what they're waiting yeah, for. I don't know what the issue is, but mm-hmm. I guess they're um, not going to play. It sounds like, in the worst case scenario, maybe they'll lose a month of the season or something, which is probably not going to be good for baseball. With everything going on, I think they need mm-hmm. a sport that already has kind of a dying fan base, I think mm-hmm. needs to do everything they can to keep people engaged in it. So, But anyways, with that being said, we had one person elected to the Hall of Fame, Big Poppy. Yeah. And I think so. big names on that list, and he's the only one to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. But it's crazy in his first year. I mean, I know we helped them win at, what, Boston, two, two World Series mm-hmm. championships. Yep. Um, I well, know, under the drought of, what, 100 years yeah. or something like that? I know he... Um, he has the catchy, you know, name Big Poppy. Yeah. And then what happened a couple of years ago? Didn't he rescue somebody or save someone? Or he got shot. Remember? Yeah, he got and, shot. And That's like he came back, and like he got yeah. that standing ovation. You feel like mm-hmm. people almost felt bad for him because he got yeah. shot. Um, and he obviously got seventy-seven point nine percent of the vote, so he just barely got in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the bigger story is the people who are still out, like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Kurt Schilling and Sammy Sosa are gone now. They mm-hmm. won't be in the in the writers' ballots anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve and I were talking beforehand. Like anybody who watched, even if you didn't like baseball, 
when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa had that home run chase, I mean, they would break into regular scheduled program just to show them at bats. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two carry baseball. There are a ton of people in the Baseball Hall of Fame who took steroids already. Yeah. To keep them out, again, I don't understand why in a plaque you can't put an asterisk mm-hmm. and, and put them in. But to say that they're not Hall of Famers mm-hmm. is absolutely ridiculous. And again, this is probably why baseball is unfortunately a dying sport in this country. And I mean, just the the well, I mean, is, how, mean, how many most, NFL players yeah, have taken I mean, steroids? The only thing that the people care about in the NFL, or uh, not in the NFL, in MLB, is home runs. And I mean, that's what Barry Bonds did better than anyone. I mean, you might argue just because of the steroids, but he did something that he did something from. I mean, to hit that many home runs, it's just you can have your opinions about Roger Clemens, but to, again, to say that that yeah, man is not a fame. Hall of Famer is just this. This is stupid. Baseball needs to. To wake up, they need you get to. Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame as well. You got Pete Rose, who again didn't have any steroids, just bet on some games. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, and he, I mean, he has the most hits ever in baseball. The most, I think, I was looking at category: most hits, most this, most yeah. that. I mean, and if anybody questioned whether he wanted to win or not, just watch him, watch some video of, and some highlights of him playing. You, there's nobody that wanted to win more than him. <laughs> I mean, he would have taken his arm off to win a game, let's, a regular let's, season game. And here's how I think we got to think about life. Like, times change, right? Like, things mm-hmm. that were allowed 20 years ago are now allowed now. Think about this. <clears throat> what is – why do people watch sports? Not 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 just even because they love sports. It's because they're betting on them now. Yeah. Every state in this country is legalizing betting. Uh, that that's what, that's what sports has become. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe 30 years ago, how many years ago, wasn't thought of as a high – prize thing and especially since he was the manager so should probably have never done it to put yourself in that conflict of interest but now we live in a world where sports is betting period i mean so again you got to keep up with the times you got to change and um it's just a shame i know all those accusations came out of him in the early 2000s that he had a cork bat and did all those things too but again it's ridiculous it's stupid baseball is keeping their biggest names out of the hall of fame Again, and let's be honest with you, what is the Hall of Fame? It's a place people go and look at it, and they mm-hmm. walk out and they go home. I mean, to not have those names in as part of the story is just absolutely ridiculous. And again, I think that's why baseball is struggling. They're they're, they're living in an old-fashioned time and in a new world. It's time to kind of wake up and, and do the right thing. And again, look at these names. So Barry Bonds actually got 66% of the vote. Roger Clemens, 65% of the vote. I mean, they weren't that far mm-hmm. off, and... I mean, I think it would have been interesting. Let's say if Bonds would have got in, what would have happened to everybody else? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that man carried baseball. Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds, whether you like it or not, brought baseball back to the America spotlight. Mm-hmm. That's why people watched it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to say there's also names on there like Alice Rodriguez still, Manny Ramirez, names like that, household names that, you know, if you watch baseball, you remember, but I don't know. So, for sure, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and Sammy Sosa, 10 years on the list, they're out. They'd have to get, uh, I don't know, I don't know enough about the Hall of Fame, but some sort of special exemption from the writers in order to actually get in. So basically, Pete Rose and those four are are done. Yep. So Bye-bye. I guess they'll never be a part of baseball's <laughs> history, even though they were baseball history. And that's yeah. just, again, like I said, it doesn't hurt to put an asterisk on a plaque. Well, I just Cooperstown. think... Pete Rose is a shame not to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, um, to me more than anybody else that's on the list to have not him not in the Hall of Fame. I think is just a shame. Yeah, and again, I I don't know enough of the betting thing. Obviously, we 
weren't even alive, I think, or I was in diapers. But, I mean, I guess I don't really know, like, what the true accusation was. Like, did it affect any games or what do people think? I have no idea. But, again, when your best players, some of your best players of all time are sitting on on the outs, I mean, it just... Outside looking in. Yeah, it speaks for itself for sure. And uh, one more thing to kind of hit on this one before we close up is we are now just a day away from February, which means we got our shortest month coming up, which means that's great because guess what's quicker to come? That's right, March Madness, just a month away. Uh, we'll get our conference tournaments going, I think, that first week of March or the second week of March, second however. Week of March, we'll have those conference we're, championships. We're excited we'll because um, a streak might end. We, 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 oh, the Toledo this, Rockets? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got to talk about them being in yeah. Toledo here. I mean, we both went to UT. Um, and we, you and I both like to see streaks end, right? Yeah, we got a couple. That one, we got a, a couple on our list. Rockets We're still trying fan. to get off. Yeah, but so that's long. Nine and one in the conference. So I mean, leading the conference by a whole game over a team they already beat on the road at Ohio by twenty points. They got Ohio coming up in a week and a half, and and it's at, a, at the pressure so. that's on Toledo and these max goals because they get one chance. Yeah, I mean I the mean, Rockets could no go how good the undefeated and then lose a match championship, and they're not going in because they went twenty nine and one or twenty thirty and one or thirty two and one or whatever it would be. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. There's going to be a ton of pressure. Hopefully they get that number one seed in Cleveland. Like we said, hopefully we're going to get there to watch yeah. that championship game if they're there. Um, but Toledo's looking good in the MAC. Yeah. I know Joel Lenardi had him in their bracket and his you know was mock sixty eight mm-hmm. teams or how many teams we have now in March Madness. So it would be great to see UT in there. Um, But college basketball, definitely, it's pretty wide open, it looks like, this year. Yeah, I don't think there's a commanding. Baylor, I think, got handed to him last night by um, somebody in the SEC. I can't remember who. Um, Kansas got it handed to him um, last night by Kentucky. At at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, how many times have they lost at home? (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. that under Bill Self. Yeah, it's one thing to lose by a point, but they got manhandled. Yeah, from so, the tip. And then, of course, we just watched Ohio State Purdue play. We got Big Ten schools. There's a lot going on. And wow. um, season just began, basically. I, I can't <laughs> imagine how exciting March Madness is going to be. It, it's obviously more exciting when there is not a clear cut bait. Yeah. I mean, and off the top of my head, and let's be honest, let's um, just kind of put the elephant in the room is Gonzaga. I mean, I know they're mm-hmm. number two in the country. But let's be honest, everybody in their mind has to have that championship game in their head. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they had to make a miraculous half-court shot to beat UCLA last year Mm -hmm. to even get to the championship game, although they would have went to overtime if they wouldn't have made that shot. But they got absolutely, it was like men against boys in that championship game last year against Baylor. Mm -hmm. So the question is, I know they've played some tough teams. I get that. They always do that at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. year. But now for the next last three months of the year, they don't play anybody. So the question is, are you really going to put Gonzaga in, 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 as the elite? I think, again, they're a great program. I hear, uh, except don't ask John Stockton. He here he can't go to any more Gonzaga games since he won't wear his mask. But, um, I mean, it's serious. Just that That's still the thing that I just keep looking at those polls and seeing Gonzaga there, and I just – I, I root for them. I was hoping they would win last year, but mm-hmm. I just wonder how big is that true gap? Mm-hmm. I know they got great players, but really, how big is that gap? Well, so you don't get tested really realistically for two and a half months. It's hard to come in in March and know what's on the line, and you haven't been, been tested. Or is this their year because there isn't a clear cut favorite, right? Yeah. So maybe they do match up, and I don't know. So it's just interesting as we get to a month left in the season. 
Auburn's the number one team in the country. They keep winning. And again, I hate to say this, I just there's not a with them cut. not being a blue bread in college basketball, you just wonder, are they just hot? Are they just playing the right teams? Or I don't think I mean I watched Auburn play yesterday and I don't think that they're there's just un- unbelievable. I mean they played I think it was South Carolina. Yeah, and the SEC champ or challenge. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think they looked. I mean, at Auburn in, in, a, in a hostile environment against a team like that, I didn't really think they looked like the number one. I didn't think they looked like a clear-cut number one team in the country. Yeah, so can you imagine what our brackets are going to look like in a month and a half? It's going to be a lot of X's, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Not many checks. No, it's going to be rough. But on the <clears> flip side, you know, that's what's great about college basketball, too. You get 68 teams. They get a chance. It's just one game. Well, that's the thing I, I like about it more than I like college football, at least, is uh, from that scenario is, I mean, you don't have to have a tremendous season as long as you win at the end of the year. You got a chance to get, get hot. Put, yeah, I mean, you just got a chance to get hot. They give so many. They give me 68 teams have a chance to win the national championship. I mean, I just, just think that's awesome. Every year since they've started that first four, one of yeah. those four teams have made it Yeah, far. I mean, far. UCLA, first four to the final four last year. Yeah. I mean, so it's and a shot away from having a chance to play in the national championship. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows you the parity in college basketball is at an all-time high, unlike college football. Yeah. I know in college football anything can happen, but let's be honest. It's pretty much the yeah, same programs year after yeah. year. I mean. Alabama. Uh, is what it is. Clemson. Just, I mean, they had a bad year. Yeah. But uh, I mean, there's, there's been a few teams. That's really all. Well, there's no shocking team that just comes out of nowhere, really. No. So, Anyway, so we got that our eyes on that for the next month and a half as we get closer to the start of the NCAA tournament. And um, like I said, it's going to be a fun time to fill out some brackets and um, see how crazy it is. Good of the year as it's ever been. So yeah, definitely I, looking forward to it. I don't think I've heard. Up. I don't think they're going to do it all in indie like they did last year. Oh, I doubt it. They'd probably go back to normal. Hmm. That was interesting last year. But anyways, um, so other than that, those are our hot topics for the week. Like I said in the previous podcast, we're going to tape an Ohio State-Michigan podcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll throw out some memories here. Um, which we'll skip last. We'll skip the November game, but yeah, we'll go back to all the yeah. We'll go. We'll go to all those other memories. Um, we won't even talk about the November game. We'll talk about every game other than mm. that. Um, we'll look at some recruiting. We'll look at the coaching. Maybe Jim Harbaugh will have three more jobs by then. Yeah, we'll interview um, for about 15 other yeah, positions. We'll, we'll talk about that, and we'll make our predictions for the basketball game. they still got two games left this year. Um, where's Saturday's game at? It's in Ann Arbor? Yeah. yeah. And then the last game of the year is in, in Columbus. Columbus. All right. Well, that's nice. Usually Ohio State ends with Wisconsin, it seems like, always. So it's, mm-hmm. maybe they're going to start a new tradition of Ohio State-Michigan ending the season like football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Cool. But Anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about. So we'll get that posted hopefully sometime during the week this week. And other than that, hope you enjoy the games, and um, we'll, we'll be back next week.